0: This is real Kipper and Board on SportsNet Five Ninety The Fan. Listen, listen. It's alive. Clear the paddles. We have a pulse. (laughs) We found a pulse. It's
1: alive.
0: Leaps down the (laughs) Florida Panthers. It's
1: alive. It's alive. It's
2: alive. It's alive. alive.
0: How quick is Derek on that for you, JB? (laughs) That's a nice pull. 2-1. Win last night for the Toronto Maple Leafs to extend the Eastern Conference semifinal to a game five at the Scotiabank Arena on Friday night. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne. David Sisboomba, Derek Brandeo, quick on that too, Derek. Nice job. Yeah, well done. And Sammy McKee, who we can predict, woke up today with a glee of hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thrilled. <laughs> what do you think, <laughs> just, Sammy? Just when I just thought, thought I was out, <laughs> they pull me back in. Don't you dare, Sammy! Don't you dare!
1: I. We need you, pessimistic. They still got to win three games here, fellas. I was. I'm happy they got a, a little, couple more shows here of fun, couple more shows of hope.
0: But it's still a really, really steep hill they're walking up. It is, and we're gonna get. We're gonna get through it and we'll figure out reasons why they can do it mm-hmm. or maybe reasons why they can't. Um, but that's going to be uh, all part of the fun in, in the next few hours. Uh, Gord Stellick will join us in about uh, 48 minutes. Leaf Nation pre- and post-game, former Leaf general manager. He's always got a great pulse on the Toronto Maple Leafs and I why guess. not. Uh, he's lived it and breathed it his whole life. Kevin Lowe in the second hour six-time Stanley Cup champions, going to talk to us about the Oilers and Vegas. An ugly incident at the end of that game has led to a uh, NHL uh, call for Alex Petrangelo mm-hmm. that uh, in all probability will lead to a suspension. I would think so. So we'll get into that a little later. Chris Terrion, former Flyer defenseman, Snow the Goalie, a Flyers podcast uh, he's also got a book, Road to Redemption. He's going to join us to hire to talk about the hiring of Keith Jones as president out of the broadcast booth to the head honcho running the Philadelphia Flyers. That's fantastic news. So Bundy will be by to uh, to talk about that. He's also got a .dot a com jb called BundyRecovery.com .dot com. Oh, cool. That uh, will help uh, people struggling with drug and alcohol addiction to actually reach out to him. So I know that's near and dear to yeah, your my heart. Yeah, man, that's great. So we'll check that out. We'll, uh, we'll definitely give him a, a plug on BundyRecovery.com. But in the meantime, we talked this time yesterday about what Game 5 was all about for the Toronto Maple mm-hmm. Leafs. I used words like uh, respectability, uh, accountability, Uh, Saving face. Saving face. Mission accomplished for one game?
3: Definitely. Definitely think so. Um, You know, I don't know that they did anything that different in that game aside from, you know, keep Florida's transition chances down, right? They defended pretty well. Florida went from 14 slot shots per game to, to six last night. And to me, that's the story of the game. The Leafs just... Really smothered Florida's offense and got a couple of bounces. Kip,
0: yeah, it's just so clear to the eye. I mean, the numbers I know support, and sometimes they don't support. Yeah. Uh, but for for me, just the optics of watching the Leafs spend less time in their own zone, yeah. watching Florida have less sustainability on a four check Mm -hmm. made all the difference in the world. The leaks, the Leafs had the puck a lot more, maybe more last night than they did in all three games. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. They, you know, they, they managed to play a little
3: bit in the right end of the rink and just not much happened last night, you know, by and large, which is not a terrible thing. You know, I, Got an article on Sportsnet right now um, about the idea of how, like, if it, you know, had they got the breaks in game two, which they were probably the better team or the overtime game or whatever, you'd feel good about the Leafs spot, right? Like, there's a formula for them in terms of slowing down Florida, in terms of, you know, their their best guys scoring a couple goals, Bobrovsky coming back to earth. Unfortunately, it's 3-1. You know, unfortunately, the way the games have fallen, it, you know, they're not in a great spot, but... I like their odds. Like, I I still think they're going to win Friday. It's going to be hard for me to come out. You know, game six in Florida might be the one where I pump the brakes, but I still like them Friday.
0: Well, I I know going into the weekend, I talked to you guys, and for me, after watching four games, I mentioned the minute and six seconds, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. And I think if you take away that minute and six seconds, you could easily be looking at a two, two going home, going home.
3: In yeah. which case you're a massive favorite, you know, based on the way the games have been played and what's left in terms of, you know, your superstars have actually created, but it's just starting to go in the net and Bobrovsky and figuring out how to slow them down. Like there are good things happening, but again, that minute and six seconds happened. Mm.
0: So how about Internet. you, Sammy? What's, uh, what's the number one feel I- for you? Uh, feeling a little better today after watching what you saw last night.
1: I thought, looking at the way the Florida Panthers played, um, to me they've been playing as an extreme underdog for however long, like since the you know since the start of the Bruins series. And to me, it looked like a it something that kind of flipped on a team where all of a sudden they were in a driver's seat and we've joked about it and talked about it on this show and it's one of the biggest cliches but you know the fourth one is the hardest to win to me they looked a little tight they didn't look like their usual you know free-flowing selves where they're just they're forechecking They're you know their offense is coming easy the Leafs give the, the Leafs a ton of credit for playing really well defensively and blocking a ton of shots but I thought for the first time it looked like a team that's been an underdog for a long
0: time, that feeling a bit of pressure, and it, it showed to me. You know, one of the things that uh, often gets m- mentioned with my, with our Stanley Cup in 1994 was that we were up 3-1, and then Vancouver came back the next two games, and then there was a two-day break between 6 and 7, mm-hmm. and we, we're going to have Kevin Lowe on later on in the show, um, and uh, he's... Yeah. He's uh, the perfect guy to talk about what that extra day did for our hockey club to regroup off of something that many felt was unraveling. Going Vancouver's way. And I think if we look at uh, that extra day off that uh, made us unfortunately have to repeat a lot of things for two shows in a row (laughs) without games. (laughs) Bad for us. Same show three days in a row, yeah. (laughs) Bad for us, but great for the Leafs last night. Mm -hmm. I thought they were able to kind of rebound well. Uh, Jordano looked like that Uh, extra day felt a lot better for him. Tavares had, I think, better legs. He had three good chances to score. And you were able to uh, calm Brody down and McCabe. You were able to ask Luke Shen to drop his minutes by 4-5 last night Mm -hmm. and still be very effective. No question in my mind the extra day was all about the Leafs having a chance to to regroup here and and for Florida, it was just another thought of God, I don't want to go back to Toronto.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I think has been a big advantage I like Sammy's point about them playing the underdog card here on the way in. Kip was like they're trying to make the playoffs right they the everything was against them, and so they were just playing and playing and trying you know trying to see if anything good can happen. You know, being up 3-0 and sitting on that for that extra day, it really did flip. And when you're the underdog and the score is 0-0 in a hockey game, and I said this to to Sammy yesterday, it's 0-0, you feel like you're winning, right? The longer you hang on, keep it close, it's going your way, you're hanging around, that's good. When you're supposed to win, that's like, oh, we're not winning. We're supposed to put them away here, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a much different mindset, and I felt like through that game – The Leafs were in it for a while, then they got the bounce, right? They get the bounce off the ref's knee, and all of a sudden things turn for Florida. I don't know how long Florida's going to maintain this feeling of they're supposed to be the ones who put it away, but certainly some of that pressure has flipped.
0: All right, let's go to Sheldon Keefe uh, on his overviews of uh, of what he saw in Game 5, and we'll react.
4: It's the first thing is that they care. They care deep. I thought from an effort standpoint, I thought it was our best effort of the season. It was all the way through from start to finish. There was no real let up. Obviously, it's a very close game, but our competitiveness defensively and urgency defensively was best it's been all year. It was an unbelievable job by our guys here tonight.
0: Not that they had great looks against uh, Wall, Mm -hmm. but... When they did, they either missed the net or they didn't get through. The block shots, I think, were maybe two and a half or three to one in Toronto's favor. And... For the first time in the series, they looked a little frustrated not being able to to penetrate uh, in the middle of the ice.
3: Yeah, and that's something that they have thrived on. We talked about transition plays for them, like goals within five seconds of a turnover. They didn't get that opportunity because the Leafs managed the puck better and protected the house better and kept them to the outside. So it's, you know, all year statistically, the Panthers have outperformed their expected goals because they these quick-strike attempts, if the Leafs don't give them the puck in those spots, they're not going to get them, and it's going to look an awful lot like it did in Game 4.
0: Alright, let's go to uh, keep on, on his number one goaltender from here on in, Joseph our, Wall.
4: Our team in front of him uh, gave him every opportunity uh, for success today with how they competed in front of him. I mean... The number of block shots that we had here today, uh, keeping the puck away, but you're, you're 100% right that anything that did get through, um, he looked really confident and, and in control. So, yeah, as I was asked the question yesterday, you know if I considered Matt Murray for the start, and you know I gave a, a very short answer of, of no, but you know, I wish I had elaborated at the time just to to say that it's not that w- it wasn't a reflection or isn't a reflection of how we feel about Matt Murray it's more about how we feel about Joe wall and his development um from you know over the last year uh is is frankly just well above what we had anticipated in terms of the timeline.
3: The Matt Murray part's interesting to me. Someone <laughs> talked to him, eh? Like Kyle or someone was like, uh, yeah, you, you can't you go know, there and like crap on the guy who's under yeah, contract He's learning.
0: year. He's, he, I yeah. think he's just, I think he's just learning. Yeah. It's still it. part of the experience, but yeah, I mean, truth is he, it's like, yeah, it's not a reflection on Matt Murray publicly, but, behind the scenes it uh, sure it's just,
4: is know, something that we haven't really looked at much
0: <laughs> right yeah like come on
4: it, man, it is a reflection the guy's it's
0: available a, it's he, a huge he was reflection. Your starter to start the year yes big time reflection yeah. so and I, I mean i'm not sitting here patting ourselves on the back but we had ample conversations about this guy maybe being called upon mm-hmm. at some point
3: yeah, and, you know, I, I loved learning a little bit more about him yesterday, talking with McKenna and hearing that, you know, no social media kind of... Uh, the story
1: Luke Fox told about him, or was it... Who said it then? Was it Luke, not McKenna? Yeah. That said that he uh, didn't know that Ryan O'Reilly was on the
3: leash Yeah, until he saw yeah I told that story. Yeah. So that was
1: you.
0: And okay.
3: Bukaskis yesterday, before the game, was talking about how he was doing, like, water therapy, like swimming in the ocean or whatever. So there's clips of him playing the piano in the lobby, like... He's a different cat, but this is great. I love the fact that he's kind of in his own world.
0: I I, got to think that that Leaf Nation will eventually get to him. Well, right now, (laughs) without social media, can you be reached? Is he in bubble wrap right now, buried in a basement? He's in the best position possible, offline. Don't let him get to a gas station. Don't let him get groceries. Don't let him go for a walk. Just get to the rink, tend the goal.
3: You know, think he's a religious guy. He's got God in the post. He believes. He's got that extra backing. It's all good. All good things with old JW. It
0: it, it is so abundantly clear though that uh just fundamentally he is like there there's no if it's going in, it's going in, but it yeah. isn't going in because he fell on his face or he's so true. He's, he's like off the CPU his post yeah. by four inches. Yeah. Like if you make a
3: great shot, you might beat him, but he's probably gonna be where he's supposed to be.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's v- it. Very seldom do you see him uh, s- Scrambling
1: uh, and- We have Maurice on him as well, right? Well, he got asked about, you know, trying to make a rookie goalie Feel a little bit uncomfortable In the net or whatever And this is how Paul Maurice responded
5: No, no, we want He's a rookie goalie, as you said We just kept talking about that before the game And then invited, you know, want to make him feel comfortable In the league So, uh, listen They played well, they played hard There's parts of a game I didn't love um shots are twenty five, twenty five. I don't know. We might have twenty blocked and got blocked about nine of theirs. That's probably the difference in the game.
0: Yep. That's what we said. Maurice is funny though he's like
3: you know, kinda of trying to make a joke out of it. We had another clip, but I don't know when you guys want to right, get to
0: it. No, let's get into it. You brought it up. Uh Paul Maurice uh after the game, probably a ton of emotion. I mean, he's been around a long time. Trying you, to make it light. You, you, could, you could sense the, the emotion of him uh, in this uh, sequence. Let's have a listen. Good
5: luck.
1: You saw in the last round what happens when a team doesn't take advantage of their yes. chances.
5: And, and when you're saying that, I'm thinking of Will Ferrell. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That basketball movie when he's got... Yeah, I get... Well, that's exactly how I felt. Don't. Wow. No go ahead. Finish your question. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just telling you. When you said that, that's what flashed through my head. But I guess. Just what is? It, what is the
1: concern on on allowing a team to have life in a series?
5: Well, the opposite part of that idea is that you would expect a team with 112 points to have no life in a series. Or if you just did what you could easily do, that this would be four and. Wouldn't think that any of you had predicted that. So we would expect, as the start, we'll go to Game 7 smiling. You know, we just we lost a game today. That happens in the playoffs. I think to everybody so far. Okay, we're good. We're okay. And we get to play the next one. I think we're all good with that. Like It wasn't so fabulous a win that they're not going to let us play the next one. Okay. No, 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 go ahead. Keep, keep them coming. Just try to hide your glee. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, relax. For <laughs> sakes. <laughs> you guys look like the coach's office. <laughs>
0: All right. Hey, I mean, what an amazing I job of me
1: editing that.
0: <laughs> I, I, I can't give Samson off crap for, for dropping F-bombs and not give them to, to Maurice. I, I don't like it.
3: What the hell was he talking about? I don't even know what any of that is. Like, I think he wanted to be John Cooper and keep it kind of light and, like, funny. But it's a little bit on tilt. It just seems a little rattled to me.
0: Unfocused. I thought he was... Yeah, he just tried to go a little deeper in some spots when what would have been sufficient is uh, we lost a hockey game in a best-of-seven. Yeah. And it's okay. We're fine. We lost one. We're okay. And
4: uh, and we'll just we move okay.
0: on. I mean, when you're talking about uh, you know giving a, a team life, and get, that that happens within a hockey game. It happens within a period. It happens within a shift. You may lose momentum. There's ebbs and flows. That's just so common right now. Yeah. There's no. I, I think. I think. Paul sat there and said, "The media is trying to lead me into the fact that we've lost momentum in the series, mm-hmm. and now it's all it's all Leafs." Yeah, you know, was that was that the same quote when he mentioned Hydra uh, Glee, or is that on yeah, another? Yeah, point? yeah, he said that. Yeah, Hydra yeah, glee. glee. So, you know, here's Paul Maurice. He's in Florida. What's he got? Like three beat writers that follow him around all year. Now he's staring in a a room full of like a hundred and. Fifty Can I tell you, I think Paul likes it. that. He, it's fine, but he also knows that, like, 175 of them are all, like, pro Leafs. When I say pro Leafs, I'm not saying that they're cheerleading them on, but their stories about the Leafs. Yes. It's not about Florida. Right. So, that's... No one's writing about right? Carter, Carter Verhage's and rush defense. You know, today. and everybody gets accused of putting cheerleading on for the Leafs, but it's... It's only natural, and we're guilty of it too. Their success means more work for us. It means more people will continue to follow. That alone. We well, got yeah,
3: Leafs in our logo, right? Kip, though. Like, that's. Hockey Night in Canada. Is Same
0: thing. Like, yes, they're cheering for the Leafs. Why wouldn't they? You don't want 5 million people watching you every night? Right. You want to you want to lose that audience and go back to a million? Sure. Yeah, I get right? your
3: point. No one's to blame for the no, Angles it's just the taking. way it is. But Paul definitely has his back up right. at it. I guess feeling like he knows how people
1: want it to go. Yeah, right. That, That's right. I listen. I've cut a ton of audio this year from all different coaches and all different things. That is the most deranged clip I've ever cut. Oh, first off, what is the Will Ferrell? I, I
0: guess you know, full know Tropic. What what's movie was tropic, he talking what's about? The, I don't know. Any any he was idea? Semi pro. Semi pro. No right?
4: idea what. Yeah. The, and I'm going like to go look through the quotes quickly. cursing
3: at the end and hide your glee. And, like, we get to, I don't know. It was all... Anyway. Yes. My point is that maybe he's a little flustered.
1: I don't know. Well, maybe. His I'll team... His team stunk for long stretches of the year. And they stunk last night. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, you know, they... Def- Florida. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they didn't look right.
0: Their energy was down. And... They uh, The Leafs won a lot more battles along the walls. I thought Achari was terrific. I thought Ryan O'Reilly was good, too. Yeah. Just very sound defensively. 15 and seconds left. He wins a puck
3: battle. That's just like only he can win.
0: You know, the other thing that stood out for me, too, is I don't know what the final number was, but like they won face-offs, which mm-hmm. means that you win puck possession, which means that they can't forecheck you. Yeah. They can't uh, pin you.
3: Yeah, and you know... What did you think of their their big four guys? Like, I thought the best of the group, personally, was Willie Nylander. I thought Nylander, again, like, he's got a lot of pop. Yeah. For three straight games, I didn't like him in game one, but he's...
0: When he's coming back and and back pressuring, Mm -hmm. uh, I know he's engaged.
3: I would say that is the biggest differentiating factor between good Willie and bad Willie. When he's good Willie, he'll come back and be a part of it, right? And all of a sudden, there's back pressure, they turn pucks over, and they go the other way.
0: Which means he's not cheating. Right, he's not blowing the zone. He's right, not, he's
3: supporting the puck. He cause is. He's, yeah, he's already lower. Yeah, rather than standing at the far blue, going, "Well, oh, I didn't get it very much tonight." No, good, good showing from him. Mitch gets one and one. You like him last night?
0: you know, he's the engine. Yeah, they don't. He doesn't show up like that. They have no chance of winning. Yeah, still turning the puck over a ton though, fellas. But yeah. he's got the puck a lot more, and it it is Agreed. a percentage thing with him. But I. It, Him turning pucks over is not my biggest concern. That's just that's just a guy that he he needs to have the puck. He needs to make plays. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean that if that goes gives him a little confidence and he gets going, that changes things for me. You know, Matthews had four shots last night. Tavares had three, as we mentioned, two or three good scoring chances. Like they weren't awesome. They weren't awesome. But that gives you more hope, I think, if you're a Leafs fan, that there's more there to give still.
0: They got the bounce off the official on the opening goal on a power play. But what did you see on the other power plays that uh, would have given them more breathing room? It didn't happen until uh, later on in the game with the Marner goal. But is that a concern for you at all? Are you seeing what you need to see on a power play?
3: you know what I want to see is more power plays and that's not a critique of the officials necessarily, but boy, you know this Florida team is actually a very good five on five hockey team. And in the regular season, they were a, you know, bottom third PK team a not a very good power play. And this has been so much five on five hockey. I feel like nothing's getting called. So if anything, Kip, I feel like their power plays out of sync, out of rhythm. Like they just don't look, it was an awful power play before they scored that yeah. goal. Like awful. It,
1: And, like, a lot of, of course, Leaf fans were bent out of shape about how they went that long without a penalty and they didn't get one throughout the first period. But I didn't think that it was, like, a bad stretch of officiating. Like, I really didn't think there was anything that was that bad to be called. And what was the first one that ended up being? Was it a high stick that he – because on bunting, right?
3: The bunting one where he's bleeding and they call it a a minor
0: instead of a double minor. I thought that was black and white kipper. Were you surprised by that? I I – I don't think I recall how much blood was drawn.
3: He was noticeably bleeding. Yeah, you know, not when he got up so much. When he showed the linesman on the bench before the puck yeah. was dropped, he's clearly bleeding. And so my only thought is, did he give himself like an extra something to the area yeah. to get, get a little blood? Not above a player. Yeah, that's not like tinfoil hat. I've bit my lip after getting high
0: stick, trying to get some blood to show the ref. Like, and, and what about uh, what what drew a lot? Of emotion last night was the goodest hit on on Camp, oh which was a as hard as a that's hit a car accident. I, well, that's. Do you think that was as hard as Myers? It was, it was true. close.
1: It was close. Yeah. As hard as if the Myers. If I had hit. to choose which I am, hit
3: I receive, I, I uh, take the Camp one. Listen,
0: but, but not by much. I give Camp full credit for not bailing
3: in that on that play in the game. Oh yeah, in come the game. Back. Well, you know what's funny is, so he comes back, warrior for coming back. Yes. Comes back, first touch of the puck, he beats a D wide, goes behind the net, and Gouda starts angling him off, and he threw that thing back <laughs> in the other
1: corner. Someone else handled well, this thing. Like, I, I thought it should probably have been a two-minute penalty, penalty. But, like, he, the whistle, it's not like he took four steps after the whistle. He had the, the puck. The whistle goes. But it's wh- a clear charge. It's a charge. But it, the whistle goes one second before he annihilates them. like i don't think it's like i don't think it's a crime to hockey or anything but i just probably should have been a penalty i saw
3: verstig on bunkus saying like it's you know blindside intent to injure violent like really didn't like it it's very clearly a minor penalty very clearly to me.
0: But. I just saw a really hard hit. It was so hard. But it's hard. a
3: Kip. He takes four... You know, this camera angle of him accelerating four hard strides. He went, he into went a,
0: hard. He went hard. Ill
3: intent yeah. on that. Just yeah. Kipper yeah. disagree. Yeah. It should have been a penalty. He, yeah.
0: he, he rammed a guy into the boards. Could you have call it boarding? Yes. Should it, Should it have been called boarding? Yes. Come on, Kip. Yes. Uh, I'm not... Uh, oh, come uh, on. I'd like to see... A leaf hit a Florida Panther that hard. Yeah, that's, okay, all.
1: that's not what I'm asking.
0: That's, I'm, I like hard. <laughs> I like hard checking. I, I do. I don't mind it at all. Thanks, John Cooper. He had <laughs> the puck. <laughs> he had the puck. He's coming up with it. Goudis hit him. Just chalk it up to a a hard hit and move on. <laughs> he got rocked. Yeah, he got rocked.
1: Yeah. And the, and he kind of caught him underneath so he could turn him a little bit. Like it's as hard as you can get hit. Which would? What do you think was harder, Meyer? Trubo or that one? I think the Meyer one is worse. Like mm. I'd
3: rather Yeah. take the goodest hit but
0: the way he well, hit the board. Now then. there's there you, you got double impact though, right? One's just one impact, the other one's a double but, impact. But Meyer there's,
3: is face on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You know, like at least you did yeah. to hit your shoulder like on the boards or something. Crash test <laughs> dummy. <laughs> yeah,
1: like <laughs> no touch of the brakes on that one. And yeah, he the fact that like you said Camp stayed in the game. Oh yeah, but when and by he was the great hockey game by Camp, but he was lying there. Been good. He's been good. When he was lying there after it first happened, I thought he was in like major trouble. Uh, yeah, I thought he was, he was so in Narnia, like, for like sure. he was like looking up, and he was just seemed so shocked by what had just happened to well, him after a, the whistle. Part of it was just processing, like how did I end up here?
3: Yeah. Yup, that's me. <laughs> oh yeah, you know
1: the old record scratch. <laughs> yeah. You're probably wondering how I got here.
0: We want to go back to. Keith on his big four. Did we play that? Let's play our no clips. Let's do it's, it. It's really good. All right, we're getting there
4: here. Yeah. First thing is that they care. They care deeply. And because of that, you give that type of effort. You know, they, they didn't want to go quietly, and that's what we've been talking about. We were going to leave it all out there here today um of course from the from the coach side of it, now you look and say like well that 's the standard like that 's where we 've been trying to get to that is what 's what 's required, so we can 't have any let up in that regard um, but yeah, I thought uh, everybody played hard here today it 's another close game. I mean, it turns out that you know William Mitch end up getting the goals for us and and that 's huge, but <clears throat> You know, no matter who ends up putting the puck over the line, it's we have to play our, a team game. Like, and I thought that we did that here today.
3: In twenty seventeen eighteen and twenty eighteen nineteen, the Tampa Bay Lightning lead the NHL in goals, go into the postseason, and get mopped. You know, they they lose in round one, and it's because they just didn't defend at all. They change and they become the best defensive team in the playoffs the next few years, and they go to the Cup final. This, to me, is the Leafs. They used to be a very good run-and-gun team, one of the best offenses in the NHL. This version of them last night, how they played against Tampa, is a much more playoff-able
0: didn't they have that, able defense. Didn't, didn't they have that stretch without Morgan Riley where you went, holy moly, yeah. you can't get to the middle of the ice. And yes. when you do, it's blocked. That's what it looked like last night. That's actually that. I've heard that right?
3: comparison from a lot of people during and their best run this now, year. Now, if you like. got
0: Morgan going and skating well, and picking his spots, yeah. and you have that element of, of, a, of a group defense. Now, it's a can, you, can you rally around that? Which is why we started the show being like,
3: if it's 2-2, two, two, you feel great. It's just that there's no room for error. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of guys I haven't liked. Even last night, like I thought McCabe last night, Kip, I thought he was bad.
0: Listen, he's struggled.
3: Yeah, I think his confidence has been shook since he threw the big hits, got scored on, and people went, maybe yeah. don't do that. And now yeah. he's kind of caught between.
0: Go, don't yeah. go. And once again, I I thought uh, Shen was able to buy some others some time to to get it going.
3: Shen, by uh, defensive metrics, only Jacob Slavin has been better defensively, like goals against <laughs> per 60. It's like Slavin, so, Shen
1: in the playoffs. So... It's been heart and chart <laughs> yeah. <this playoff>. Yes, <laughs> that's insane. Uh, yeah, and he made he made potentially a seven a season
0: saving but play. On it, Verhage. That'll be a
3: highlight if yeah. the Leafs ever uh,
0: do so. For some reason, I was saying Barkov uh, yeah. the last little while, but it was Verhage that who's got a terrific a shot and yes. chose to take one more step around him, and just a, a perfectly timed. Uh, just the mere fact that he's there. Yeah
3: trying to block the shot, still right. big enough guy to reach and get a stick. And then it hops and gets out of the zone. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, it's a game changer essentially. So yeah, good. Good. That they have some people going, um, you know, but the, the D pretty good hall leads the team in time on ice last night or the D for time yeah. on
0: ice. Good hall.
3: Yeah. We got the good one for That's a good hall for <laughs> you one know, night. That makes a big difference to their defending. It just the only question is now they've scored two goals, six straight games. You know, I'm not worried about the D anymore. It's like, can they score?
0: Oh, my goodness. That's, that, uh, can you imagine you asking that question in like a uh, few months ago? Yeah. That that would be If I said they issue? played six playoff what?
1: games and couldn't get to three goals. Yeah. Well, how about two weeks ago? They right. scored five every game yeah. against the Lightning. Like, it's, it's really flipped here. But if I can, uh, you know, go down the old hope road here for a second. Whoa. The thing that does potentially give me hope
0: is a breakout game, exactly. That the just one where they sh- score
1: five. And, that,
0: that that has to be Friday night.
1: Eventually, Bobrovsky's not going to be all world. He's been one of the most inconsistent goalies in the world. He's hot, cold as they come. Maybe Friday night's the one where four or five go past him, and he starts to they start to kind of have self doubt. That's that's if I'm going down the hope road, that's the the
0: bike I'm riding on. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah so- I'd rather
0: hang my hat on. Not that, to be honest with you, and I'm not saying that it can't happen, but people got to stop leaning towards that and just start focusing on more process, which they were they were process driven last night for me. That I, I look at goal scoring, and you know, some people want to sit there and say, okay, the core four going into last night, they just they only have one job, and that's to put the puck in the net. And it's, it's not true. It's not true. Listen. It's not true. That's the end result, but. They were more process driven for me, and I'd rather focus on the process again Friday night than oh, let's just hope Bobrovsky becomes the old Bobrovsky. Mm. Like I'm I'm saying, both things can be true here, Kipper. Right? No different than they can go. Okay, let's. It's Joseph Wall. Come on, I mean, he's a rookie. He's never been there before. He's gonna crack. Like it's it's almost that. There's two ways you can look at it here, and I don't think Joseph Wall's going to crack. And I don't think that, that Bobrovsky going to fall off the face of the earth. Both may happen, but again, we're into that probable or impossible.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, so much of this now is like, you know, you get, you play pretty much the same game you've played and you get a couple bounces last game. You know, what side are you going to be on come, come Friday and Saturday or Sunday night? Yeah. It's just a matter of playing that same game and sticking to it. And that's what I was talking about at the top of the show about 0-0 is not losing. You are not falling behind by staying and being content. I've talked about that a lot in these playoffs. Being comfortable in close games and being content and patient and waiting for the chances that Florida will give you. Aaron Eckblad's defensive statistics this year, bleh. However, this playoff season, he's been pretty good. But these guys will wear down. Mark Stahl, Gudis, Eckblad. You know, you're going to get chances. It's the process you're talking about, being content.
1: Anyway, and, we, we also have and, Keith on the mentality. And you think that Austin Matthews might shoot a couple in the net at some point too? That is very likely to happen. So you got four or three more games here. Hopefully, you know, if you can
0: get three goals out of them in the next few games. What do you have, Austin Matthews? Okay, you want more? Want you more. want I absolutely what, what, want more. Uh, Offense.
1: Like, I know he's been okay, really good defensively. Forget about end
0: result, though. Like, what is it that's going to help him put the puck in the net, Sammy? Is it being a little bit more intense? <sighs> it just feels like
1: he's not the same in terms of his offensive, how dy- how dynamite he usually is offensively. It just doesn't seem like it's there. The yeah, you've zip, seen some moments where like he gets like
3: there. a rush. Like, last night he's on that rush with Yarncrock. He's kind of caught between. I don't know if you remember it. But Yarncrock's open. He's like, he's Yarncroft, I'm Matthews, I'm going to keep this. But he doesn't really get to a
0: spot. See, I see the exact same thing you do. Yeah. For me, it's he's really turned himself into a predictable hockey player where it's – there's sometimes he's over the blue line, his head's buried, and he has – nobody in the building, especially Bobrovsky, thinks that he's going he's gonna to pass the puck. The shot's coming. I, I, I think – I think he's lost a little bit of a dimension here in terms of of uh, unpredictability. Mm-hmm. I I do think that's actually an an interesting thought that he
1: is somewhat predictable. Yeah, I mean,
3: it? it's not like Yarn a goal scorer. Marner's not a natural shooter. Like, it's not like there's you know someone he's going to give it to you. Look at some of the top lines around the league that have you know whether Colorado last year you got McKinnon and Rantanen or you know some of the you know having a couple of shooters. It is. It's an interesting thought for sure.
0: Trying, some, like, uh, what I've noticed in the back half is how many wraparounds he tries. Mm-hmm. You almost scored on one last night. Yeah. Well, he's try- He's had, like, 20 in the last two months, mm-hmm. and they're still highly unlikely. Yeah. Uh, but it, to me, those are, at times are really forced yeah. when he's big and strong enough where he can maybe take a next step or... Move the puck up high or start a different rotation. It just seems like he's forcing things so much right now, including his shots. Do you think it it looks at all like
3: injury? I, it's not my theory. I know Bunk uh, kind of thought yeah, that a little I think
0: bit. Yeah, BXA brought that up on he the did. panel you know, too, maybe. Yeah, you know, there of days just ago. does
3: seem to be some. I hate that because if you go back and look at people talking about the Leafs every playoff loss over the past whatever, someone hypothesizes about injuries that aren't there. But there's just been a few moments where you're like, God, he usually gets a little something more on that or whatever. So, yeah, I, you know, for me, I think he's done a lot of good things. He wins pucks, um, you know, defends well, blocks shots. All I think he's been good. But the offensive absence of, like, okay, he's taking it over,
0: you know, like I, I've still been waiting for that sometimes. Just the end of the game. Another hit, hard hit on Morgan Riley. How were you guys? How did you see the, the whole thing unfolding at the end of the game? Loved the response.
3: Yeah, Leafs had two guys that... We'll do something, right? McCabe and Achari, happy to be in there and throw punches. I thought yep. good on their part. You know, Marner gets wrangled
1: by Kachuk. They obviously know each other. How excited
4: was, was Sam? Get...
1: No, Sam Bennett. Oh, yeah. Sam, Sam Bennett. Bennett just lives for that exact moment. He went flying in there, jumps on top.
0: Yeah, those are just free. They, they look at it and say freebie. the game's over. It's a freebie.
1: And he's Superman punching McCabe in the face while he's, like, lying there on the ice, bang, bang. Marner doing a, his best Matthew's impression, smiling after getting punched punched in the face that was interesting
0: all right we 're going to sneak in uh the mentality yes. that uh, keep has on on moving forward here Let's after this it. win
4: Yeah. well you certainly you certainly enjoy it in the room, you know, but by, by the time we come out here by the time we get on the bus you you, you know you're this is just one you know we 've got a long way to go here, and we 're certainly not satisfied, and it certainly won 't get any easier but the job and the challenge that we had here today the guys met and and got it done and now we get to bring it back to toronto and we have to have another same type of effort now the, the challenge is to bring it back here we want to bring we want you want to build positive momentum i think we've done that here tonight you want to bring it back to toronto and you want to make the opposition a little bit uncomfortable now they you know they've got to pack their stuff and fly to toronto tomorrow so we've done that and now we need to you know, work towards bringing it back here. Oh, yeah. Pack the
0: bags. You're, we're taking you with us. It's a
3: depressing one. You pack right. your bags going to the rink that I, night probably if you're Florida, and you're like, God.
0: I just hope that uh, the guys, obviously it's led by the core four, but the whole roster knows that you're going to be 30 seconds into Friday night's first shift. And game five or game four is just a distant memory. Yeah. You are right into what have you done for me? Not lately, the last 30 seconds. Yeah, you can get booed off the this. ice again, no
3: problem. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like
0: you're not out of the woods by any stretch here. But I love
3: that now it's bang, bang, bang in terms of games every other night. Like if they were to go on a run, you know, you have the... You know, young goalie is like a clear turning point. You know, you, all of a sudden, there's no more three day, day gaps, and you get the chance to just bang, bang, bang these. So, Friday night's
0: big one. So, you're telling me there's a chance?
3: Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, Sammy is you now.
3: And no sure. changes? No Samsonov, no Nyes.
0: Uh, you want to get to a couple of clips on those guys? Yeah. We, you, it's just an update, Let's hear, on, hear the, hear update the on both. Yeah. So, we'll go to Samsonov.
1: Okay. I, maybe I didn't put those clips in.
3: Uh, right. Here's the um, update.
0: He's uh, not playing. Yeah, Samson. Yeah. And Nyes feels better. Hasn't skated. Hasn't skated. What do you do if, uh, if you're in a, a six or seven predicament? He goes in the hockey game. Yeah, he does go in the <laughs> hockey game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do a better job of protecting his minutes, though.
3: Yeah. Good I wouldn't point.
0: thrust him back on. With Marner and Matthews. Now, I don't know, you know how I feel about that. I I'd probably just keep them
1: away from the old butcher. Bennett. And then yeah. you feel better about it.
3: It's crazy, right? Because like it's.
0: They could still use them.
3: Yeah, you don't want to put a guy in a bad spot by any means, but if he's cleared, yes. I mean, he's one of their best 12
0: I think forwards. Just, yeah, you just uh, find a way to kind of get him in the rotation, and depending on how the game goes or how pressed you are. If you're you up move two, him, maybe he doesn't have to play. You move him up the lineup, yeah. uh, but uh, there's no question that he's proved that his game could help them right now. Uh, but obviously that, for me, you're, you're looking at uh, – Six if not seven for him if mm-hmm. he feels right. Yeah. But you gotta your your first thought is protecting the kid. You want him to play for you for ten, fifteen years.
3: Yeah. That's the logical correct answer. Yeah. Um Samsonov's MRI was negative. He does not have any He's day to day. He's day to day. So the assumption is just really sore.
0: Mm-hmm. And sure.
3: maybe he'll be available if he kipper, if he's available game six. He's healthy. Wolves won you two games. Yeah. Yeah.
0: buddy, have a seat. After Samson, I hey, was gonna
3: nine twenty. going gonna we're here. gonna
0: walk and wool with Joseph.
1: <laughs> Boom.
3: Have,
0: have a seat. Yeah, walk go and wool, wool,
1: wool, baby, or go home. <laughs> after after <laughs> all, you're my wonder wall. <laughs> I'm a great know You sing as well as I do. All right, all what right, Sam, you, got, Sammy? Are you ready for some picks? Yeah, uh, it's time for playoff picks, fellas, Presented by Bet Three Six Five. Can visit the app for the latest odds. Uh, we're gonna get into the Golden Knights and Oilers a little bit later, but I was surprised to see that the Golden Knights are a pretty big underdog now in the series, they're up to plus 145. Really, yeah, I guess maybe it has to do with Aiden Hill and net and the, the, the their best goal or defenseman not, yeah, being available. But that was before that was anything was announced, uh-huh. but they're probably just assuming that he may be out for a couple games. Uh, Yeah, so it's plus 145 for the Knights to win the rest of the series. They still have the home ice advantage. Pretty good value to me if you think that Vegas still has a chance in that. Um, They
3: won the division like 115 points or something. Yeah, so
1: I just – and if you're betting on that, you just really
0: hope that Jonathan Quick doesn't get in at any of these games. I think the Oilers
3: win, but I think that's a good bet.
0: Okay. Just on uh, that series, uh, for those of you – Noting how that game ended, uh, Darnell Nurse has been suspended uh, for the next game, one game, for his uh, game misconduct uh, instigator and a game misconduct under five minutes to go to end a hockey game.
3: So arbitrary. Jay
0: Woodcroft has been fined $10,000. Sometimes we see that, that penalty being rescinded with a change of heart on the call which is not uncommon in the past. With a
3: change of heart on the call. Like, could they call the yeah, ref could, today they, and be like, hey, they Stripes? Can,
0: they can they can take away the game misconduct. Huh. Yeah. Pretty arbitrary. You've never heard that? I, I guess I have.
3: It's just crazy to me that some guy could just change his mind and go, ah, you know what? Uh,
0: ah. Yeah, You're die. fine. Duh, you are <laughs> fine. Go on. <laughs> yeah.
1: You (laughs) yeah. So apparently, Mark Stone said after the game that Nick Nick Hague asked for the fight before the face-off. Oh no, Mark Stone, that's not helping. So you thought maybe that might go into the into the decision-making process or whatever? Oh, I would be submitting that as evidence,
0: Your Honor. Yeah, I know they were waiting on Vegas to return to have a a hearing on Petrangelo's slash on Drysidel. So if That hasn't happened. It's going to happen really soon. Yeah. Okay. With the announcement of Darnell Nurse being suspended for one game on his game misconduct, uh, there's no question that he's going to get hit with a one-game suspension as well. Petro. Yes. Yeah. So then it kind of balances out.
3: I but it doesn't balance out, right?
0: Like, I'm just telling you, that's...
3: Are we fitting in our Petro talk here?
0: No, Cause? let's let's. I got a couple other things. We'll go to just, break. We'll, we'll get into that up. slash okay, okay. a little later, yeah, but yeah. just to... That's, that's the feeling out there.
1: To quote Wes McCauley, you can't do that. Um, can't do that. Last couple things here for you quickly. Carolina looking to close out the Devils tonight on home ice. Uh, just a better team. And I like them at minus a goal and a half, so that means they have to win by two. And over the total at five and a half, which has been a lock in this series, that parlay play, uh, pays plus four twenty-five. Dallas back at home tonight. I like a Joel Pavelski goal anytime plus one forty-five. If you want to parlay that with a Stars win, you can get that to two ten plus two ten.
3: So Carolina Hurricanes win four to two tonight. You win plus four
1: twenty-five. There you go. So that was playoff picks presented by Bet three six five.
0: Visit the app for the latest odds, fellas. After the break, Gord Stellick, Leaf Nation pre and post, former general manager. We'll, We'll hear where Gordo is on his hopo meter. All right. Let's do it. All right. After the break, more on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Nobody move. Nobody move. Where are you, precious? Do we?
1: Everyone just remain seated. I think he
2: left.
5: Do we?
1: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple,
6: Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, we started the show with a heartbeat, didn't we, Derek? Now let's go to a guy who should be on Team Beat magazine covers. <laughs> Gord Stellick. Gordo?
6: I love the Stelic-tricity. I love it. Love it. I'm, uh... Hey, I'm... Ho- now, do I have to get hooked up to the Hopal meter? Like, is that like a lie detector test? Like, how does that work? Pretty
0: much. Yeah. So... Where are you on the hope of meter?
6: Uh, by the way, I do remember Tiger Beat magazine. I don't think Justin Bourne does, and uh, you know the Osmonds <laughs> and all that were, and there was a, a group called the Defranco family that were the Canadians' version out of Welland, Ontario. That would be on it. But uh, hey, listen. I digress. If, well, at I one digress. time, they
0: put John Candy on the cover of Tiger Era uh, Teen Beat or Tiger oh, really? Beat magazine. Okay, well, he would be good. He would be good. Is there okay, any
3: Owl magazine that was like those. <laughs> 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 I have no idea what's going on here.
0: Okay, meter, okay. give it to me.
6: Yeah, so, okay, out of 10. Uh, five out of 10, the Leafs win it all. If they win tomorrow, it's a 7 out of 10. And if they win game six, it's like a 9 out of 10. Ooh. So I got a 5 out of 10 chance right now, winning three in a row.
3: That was for the series, to be clear. You said win it all, yes. and I was like, okay, for the series, okay. Gotcha,
6: gotcha. Yeah, okay, so five and, out of ten. Yeah. Five out of ten.
0: Why is it only uh, – why, why, Only? What 50% do you think that uh, would be the reason why they would lose tomorrow night?
6: Tomorrow night's the key, Kipper and Justin, in that I, I don't know what it is about teams struggling on home ice, everybody throughout the playoffs, especially the Leafs. Like, if you know, if they can't take advantage of the home ice, you know, tomorrow – and um and they're not they're not quite out of the woods yet in that the the loss in four which would have been devastating now if you lose in five and get the crap boot out of you and home ice because you lose poorly you're kind of almost still in that boat i just think that tomorrow is the key and if they get by that, then I really like their chances. That's why my hope meter but really the hope meters meter is weighted towards that game. After that, I feel pretty good. This has been a playoff of momentum. Florida did it to the Boston Bruins. The Devils did it to the New York Rangers. It seems like once you seize momentum in a big way, if, if you keep playing the way you got it, you can take it and run with it. And that's where I'm looking at this.
3: Gordo, what do you make of the Maple Leafs uh scoring two goals in six straight games given their offensive ability? Like they they showed that they can defend in all that last game, but what's going on with that offense? Yeah, not good enough. Not yeah. good
6: enough. I mean, you know, you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, what they're doing without Tara Vinen and Svechnikov, I, I don't quite put Patcheretti in the same mix because he was a bonus add on. He was just there for a couple of games, but other guys like Martin O'Connor Finding the scoring. So, Justin, and what is it? Six games in a row, uh, scoring two goals. Uh, the only way you can win is like you did last night, 2-1. And that's, again, when I talk about the hope beater. I'm saying on Friday, okay, now that, again, these new shackles that got created in this round, you've kind of released them to some degree. Can you release the offense a bit more? I mean, we, we want to give Florida all kinds of credit about the way they have playing, being aggressive, checking hard. The Leafs actually did that last night as well. When you pass up on a four on one and you and you got a no hope a shotda, come on like you know these are the kind of things that i don't know i don't are they uptight or what may be, but they just don't have that that kind of that natural fluidity but you, you so you get lucky last night you get a you get a fortuitous bounce, Andrew puts it in, and you get not a highlight real goal by Mitch Marner, who scored a ton of highlight real goals so maybe maybe just maybe that'll break the logjam. jam
0: you know early in the show. Gordo, uh, our Sammy was still hoping out uh, that Bobrovsky would act like Bobrovsky at some point in this series and and fall off the the face of the earth here. Uh, On the other side, there's a lot of people that uh, have not lost sleep over Joseph Wall coming in and taking over for Samsonov here. And not a lot of evidence to support a theory that, you know, he can close this thing out what is it about him that has so many people believing that he can do this
6: by the way do you have like a 24 7 medical uh, someone in attendance for sammy
0: (laughs) yes uh uh, sis boomba and Derek are back there
6: (laughs) okay yeah okay good good uh anyway they, they got basic first aid. sammy oh boy oh boy hey you know the goaltending was the one question mark all season long just about playing well in the regular season but they you know rolled the dice in the summer unproven playoff goaltender and here you got the forwards not scoring you had the d like brody being uncharacteristically ordinary uh giordano struggling i'm talking before last night justin hall having a terrible time and the goaltending whether it's samson and especially you know J- justin wall coming through and and i, I you know I, I met the guy back in the austin matthews draft the second day very impressive i know justin you would have met him as well and, and, and kipper but just you know he just was a really sharp i really he made an impression on me that doesn't mean you're going to stop my mom makes an impression on me but i wouldn't put her in goal right now for the <laughs> toronto maple Leafs. but you know i i really liked his whole makeup deportment, you name it and what i've liked this year is they've they haven't had a young goaltender up based on merit basically it's been next guy up we're short of body and then watching him play for the Toronto Marlies this year, he's battled so many injuries. So the statistics are there, but it's more the it's more the eyeball test. And even whatever the eight games or whatever number he played in the regular season, that's the part I really really like. You know, beyond the statistics, and that's been great that he's been able to do it in this almost almost two full games. And it's nice that they gave him some support. I think I think guys, that's what was really disturbing in game number three that you got this guy coming in, he makes a huge save early on. And then you don't give him any support, the kind of support you gave him last night. And that's the part that was really uh, perplexing and distressing if you were a Leaf fan. But it's, 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 it's nice to have a young goaltender being developed from within playing so well.
3: And one of the major struggles going after game one looked to be the handling of the Kachuk Bennett-Cousins line. Um, They've been pretty quiet, you know, offensively. They have two goals uh, through four games between them. But they are a force physically, aren't they? Like, what do you make of that line and how Toronto's handled them after the first game of the series? Yeah, that last part there,
6: Justin, again, it goes back every year. The Maple Leafs have chosen not to be a force physically. Now, this year they added like Achari and a few things like that, a few more components. I mean, Luke Shen, man, what he's been a real, real plus. But I, I think, in to, to your point, that they have not had the statistics, but they played a very effective brand of hockey that really the whole of the Florida Panthers have, Like especially before last night's game. Like, Leafs couldn't get out of their zone. I mean, all of a sudden, one reason the forwards weren't going, you're not scoring, is you couldn't get out of your zone cleanly because of the uh, aggressive forechecking of the Panthers early in game three, they were trying, we were trying some of the long passes that seemed to work for a bit, but you know, that's been a big part of it. They played that brand of that, that style, but all of a sudden now it's funny, you know, now that some of the big leaf guns got some goals, it's Matthew Kachuk hasn't got on the score scorecard and that he's drawing, I wouldn't say criticism, but just, okay. A little bit more expectation there in Florida, but I think they've team concept wise, they've played the kind of, You know, what they brought Paul Maurice in for, they said they needed to play a different, uh, a more better suited playoff style of hockey after winning the president's trophy. And they had a bit of an uh, an even regular season, but they got that style together at at the right time. In a lot of ways, it kind of mirrors what's been a criticism of the Toronto Maple Leafs over the years about, you know, not having uh, as good a playoff style of hockey as they have in the regular season.
0: Uh, Gorda you, you comfortable with the, the Leafs defensive group uh, seven of them questionable whether Giordano was going to be in the lineup or not but uh, I mentioned the extra day looking like uh, it really benefited them what did you see out of that blue line last night that you didn't see in the first three games.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I really wondered about that extra day as well, Kipper. I, I thought it might be a negative. Like, there's nothing more of a drag than being on the road and another loss and another day to kind of get it rehashed and all that. Uh, what I saw, Kipper, the compete factor. The compete factor that this team, you know, this team had a hell of a regular season. And, that, you know, and there was a lot of compete and there's a lot of willingness. and There's a lot of guys that, you know, really play hard and try hard. And to not see it the first three games. And Sheldon Keith, I think it was after game two, called it baffling. And join me in the club, like to be that baffled to do things you don't normally do. And it started with just the, the to me, the lack of compete, the lack of wanting to win the one-on-one battles. And, and you know, and and that was I mentioned earlier that you know TJ Brody's been a steady D man. He 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 was he was he struggled the first three games. He was very ordinary, and, and and a lot of the other D were as well. Justin Hall had a terrible time, and so I just saw that last night, keeping the play to the outside. What were they talking about? Like two. Uh, two uh, two shots of five on five from the like scoring chances in total for the Florida Panthers, and you really saw the commitment to get their body in front, the stick in front, all those kind of things that I didn't see the first three games.
3: You know, as they head into this, you know, crucial fifth game for this series, how much do you think reputations and not not so much reputations, but I guess careers are on the line at this point. And you know, we talked about saving face going into uh, last night. You know, is everyone going to get fired if they lose this game? If they, How many games do they have to win before people go, boy, game what of that round, maybe they should run it back? Is that even possible to get there again?
6: You know, that's funny because that's a great question, Justin. I don't know does, if they go to seven, does that do it? And Because I right. don't know because if it was a hard-fought series that was 2-1 after three like most series are, you know, that would be a little bit different. And also, we'd be learning about the Florida Panthers then. Like, at that point, we are just so disappointed in the Leafs play. Then you say, wait a sec. This is a Panther team that was the president of trophy winners. They added Matthew Kachuk, you know, whatever. Now, now we're kind of doing this a little bit on the later side. But, you know, it's funny, Justin. Sitting with people watching the game, they're like, blow it up. Let's do a rebuild. And I'm going, do you know what a rebuild entails, okay? <laughs> I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, it's absurd. So, w- when the season ends... It's not like, OK, uh, uh, everyone's gone right away. There certainly is what I have no idea what they think about the president, the general manager, the coach. Obviously, uh, if, if it ends poorly, uh, it, it, you know, one or all three of them could very well be, you know, uh, could be uh, pay the price. I don't know. But on the other side, OK, you say, oh, let's trade Neal. They got to trade one of the core four. Well, two of them are unrestricted free agents in a year. You're not going to trade Mitch Marner. But, you know, John Tavares is untradeable. Like, you know, so, so okay, maybe Nylander if that placates you. You know, but with a year left on a deal, it's not a so whatever. And it's not the solution. I think one thing I do like, and I, and it's, hey, don't get me wrong, it's not placating me nor should it anybody else about these playoffs. They got Joe Wall and goal, and they got Matthew Nyes as forwards. They got two blue-chip players on entry-level contracts, which provide some you know some some cap relief for Kyle Dubas or whoever the general manager is i mean that's that's a positive moving forward but but you know like i said afterwards like if if you i just i just can't justin and kipper today i'm thank god we're not living you know we're not listening to the drivel again and it's not the guy saying it. It's, I can't, please, please, please don't give me the process. Don't give me, oh, I'm sorry, social media, our players are taking, oh, please, stop, stop, stop. I, I can't take that anymore. Like, let's, let's, and maybe if I have a criticism in the past, I don't think they were held more accountable in the summertime, in the off season. You know, I don't mean they should get skewered, but I, I, I think they were kind of given an easy pass that, oh, well, these things happen in the playoffs. It's a process we're learning. No, they don't happen in the playoffs. And that's why they happen again, okay? And that's where it's got to stop. That's all I can tell you. So whenever the postgame press is going to be the same dribble, count me out. I'll be sitting with a Tiger Beat magazine. I got one autographed by Bobby Sherman, Kipper.
0: And that's what I'll be doing, okay? <laughs> These guys don't know who Bobby Sherman is.
3: I know Tiger Beat Magazine, I'm pretty sure, but Bobby Sherman, I got nothing.
6: <laughs> hey, little woman's was, was song. The, you was know, the tank named remember, after
0: gotta, him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gord, by chance they they get on a little mini streak here and you are into a, a game six or game seven. Where would you be on how difficult uh, the decision would be to put Matthew Nyes back in?
6: Oh, I'd put him back in a heartbeat if he's cleared the play. I'd put him – I I, I have, I have been I, – I was the one – I was one of the people very cautious, stop expecting a guy coming out of college to be the difference maker in the playoffs. And I still believe that because it's got to be your big guns to do it. But, man, he uh, he is just really – like, his play when he saved that goal, right? They're up – they're down by three, so it looked like a play that was a great play that wouldn't matter against Tampa Bay, you know, when he went the extra mile. Well, they win that game. They tie and win it. And they're not here if he doesn't if that play doesn't happen. So if he is ready to go, that's about the only must lineup change. I mean, I, I don't get excited about the eighteenth and seventeenth players and all that, you know. I know, Kippy, that was you for a big part of your career, so sorry about that. But anyway, you know, I, I just sort of trust what Sheldon does. I meant I didn't mean that as a slight, I just meant like whatever Sheldon's feel is. But that one, Matthew Nyes, is a guy that I'd have to get back in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I've taken a one eighty on eleven and seven. I'm fine with it? Yes, yeah. I am. Just for the mere fact that uh, I think uh, you get your stars a lot more engaged. I
3: like the uh, the chance to be like, okay, Matthews and Marner, you get Nealander for a shift. You get O'Reilly for a shift. I've enjoyed that. Gord, you feel the same way? No,
6: no. Come oh, on, you can oh, do that oh, anyway. Oh, geez. Geez. house league, okay? The oh. parents aren't calling after each shift. My fourth line boy didn't get on. <laughs> I don't get that. Just they can bolt the coaches them to can the the do bench. whatever they want. You know, mix it up, double shift, play them more. Of course you do that in the playoffs. So I'm not against, I'm not, still not big on 11 and seven. No.
0: Like it. Gord, you're on fire today. You got, you got a beat going right through your chest right now. Well, I'm, I'm heading,
6: I'm heading to the tennis court right from here, Kippy. So you better, well, it's mixed doubles too. So it could be my Um, wife, Lisa and Kelly Hyatt that are going to endure my wrath.
0: All right. Just a fair warning to the cricket club. Have, have the paddles ready. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well make sure you have some for sammy too okay okay we will uh, gord Stellick, okay, everybody thanks gordo leaf nation See pre and post former okay, general guys. manager of the toronto maple leafs knows his stuff yeah good good stuff gordo all right uh do we get through all our
1: clips boys we have worked our way through all our clips we got yeah. them all yeah. hey one of uh mark savard's greatest show he used to do the leaf Nation post game he did it for a year and i worked closely with him and gordo and he always chirped Gordo for playing tennis. And instead of calling it doubles tennis, he always be like he playing triples tennis. Gordo,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Gordo playing tennis. I love the guy, but
0: just fully entertaining. He's good. Have you, good. Play, have I you played him? He, yeah, I've seen him. Have you played him? I don't know if I've ever played him. We were members. I'm no longer a member there, but uh, at the same tennis court. You're a tennis guy. I played a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you.
3: I you know, I, a little. I you know, have a racket and play once in a while but very like once a summer I'll play.
0: I love it. Oh, I went through a stretch where it was uh my Wimbledon watching days with uh, Borg and McEnroe but yeah, only was, wearing white and uh, well
3: you, that era you're, the your <laughs> the inseam on your
1: The inseam on your shorts was 3 inches in that era. That ball was out. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, I I don't really like watching tennis. No. No, it's. I I might offend some tennis fans oh, here. Don't worry about it. But I, I really feel like you kind of just, you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's kind of the same thing. There's over some and over.
0: nights during the regular season, I think I'm watching tennis some in a hot zone. Yeah, fest.
1: no, it's fair. But, you know, it's. If it's a big high-stakes thing where a guy's looking to break a record or there's a Canadian involved in a final, I'll get up for it. But outside of that, I just really can't care. And I'm sorry to our boy Devang, who does all our social media here, who absolutely loves tennis. So
3: I like watching, be but it's got to be people I know. You know, So that's 12
0: people. <laughs> yeah. And our Canadians have never been better.
3: Yeah, we got so a lot of good Canadians. We're producing. Yeah, yeah we're, we got
0: good Canadians. One, one of them's going to uh, I mean, break through again. Bianca and, and Andreescu literally beat.
1: Serena Williams at the U.S. Open in the final. So it's pretty good. that's tough to talk when it comes to Canadian
0: <laughs> yeah. tennis. We're doing okay. Yeah, yeah that's okay. good. Uh, to quote our boy, You guys got all your tennis talk yeah, out of the most yeah, like, here.
1: Buddy, this is the most tennis I've ever done on the radio. Now you want to talk sports that I play.
0: Ping pong, let's go. <laughs> There's a
1: table up on the fifth floor. I'll be up there is after there? the show, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Let's Now's go. was a good time to go to break. Okay. Right. Okay. Kevin Lowe, six-time Stanley Cup champion, Hall of Famer. We'll discuss oil in Vegas couple of suspensions. Texas T, great slot machine. Big Slash. What's it going to get? Petrangelo. Also want to talk to him about an extra day off he had to help us win the Stanley Cup in 1994 and what it meant to him and what it meant to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Kevin Lowe, after the break, we know you're watching and listening. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube and give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. More after these words.
3: Breaking down the biggest trends in hockey. The hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is real Kipper and Board on SportsNet 590 The Fan. Love talking to our next guest, Kevin Lowe, six-time Stanley Cup champion and a guy that knows all too well what it's like to play this time of year and the emotions and the battles, especially the one that we're seeing between the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Losey, how are you, pal? Hey,
2: Kip. I'm doing great. Uh feeling better today than I did Tuesday morning after that uh debacle on Monday at Edmonton, but it, 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 it's a very entertaining see, uh, series and uh, great, great to see uh, some heavy hockey,
0: heavy hockey, emotional hockey, Losey and one that uh, ended up going to the league office uh, after the game. And I'm watching it. And Petrangelo, obviously a ton of emotion uh, towards dry I, I see this slash. And, you know, my first thought is what's the big deal. I, I'd see three of those out of Kevin Lowe when he played. <laughs>
2: maybe maybe not quite so obvious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the the Nurse one, it was hard to avoid, although it wasn't really a terrible instigator, you know, but he did he did have his gloves off before he went in there. I think the league probably had no choice. would be interesting to see what they do with Petriangelo, because although I don't think he hit him all that hard, I think just the the optics doesn't look very good for the game of hockey. What he did. I, I don't know what he was thinking. He obviously was trying to send a bit of a message, but I don't think he picked the right stage to do it.
3: No, he's, um, he's been an interesting guy for me in this series. Cause he's obviously a talented guy, an important guy for Vegas, but you know, how much credit do you give Evander Kane uh, for getting under his skin? The guy seemed to be playing hockey on tilt a little bit here. <laughs>
2: Well, Evander, I mean, he, what a what a blessing he's been for the for the organization since he's come to Edmonton. He, he's exactly Jason what the, what the team needed, um, a guy that could play the game at a high level, could also play on the edge a bit, play a physical type of game, and and uh, you know he's he's taken some penalties in this in the playoffs that he probably regrets, but but overall uh, he's given the Oilers a new dynamic that's uh, really. Given the organization, it look like they can win a Stanley Cup.
0: You know, Losey, with your six Stanley Cups, uh, uh, you know this as well as anyone. But maybe you can reiterate to the to the listeners. I mean that that fine line between sometimes uh, pushing and 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 not pushing and biting your lip and turning the other cheek or taking a number or waiting for a better opportune time to to equal uh, or at least. Uh, send a message and that has to be a constant this time of year. Does it not?
2: It, uh, it no question. It, it was, um, it was one of our golden rules of the playoffs, you know, initiate, do not retaliate. And it, and it's, it's tough. You know, when you, when your reaction is you're, you're in a high pressured moment and it's physical and some guy gives you a cheap shot to not want to lash out at the person, but, but the consequences can be just so darn devastating for the team. And you learn that over time. You know, our, The golden rule is very simple. Get the puck out, get it in, finish your checks, initiate, don't retaliate, and stay out of the penalty box. And when you have talent, you know, like the Oilers do, you play a good system and you abide by those golden rules. It's, it's a recipe to win a cup.
3: Well, you know, you don't want to be taking penalties against that Edmonton Oilers team. Uh, What an unbelievable power play this year. Over 32% in the postseason. I think they're still at about 50%. What do you see that makes them, I know McDavid is out there, but what is it that makes that power play just so unbelievably unique?
2: Well, yeah, if you compare it to the the orders of the 80s, they've never got to that level of, of production I would say the biggest discipline, uh, the biggest difference is discipline. When I say discipline, I mean, it's their, their power play is very choreographed. Um, You know, they have a bunch of selections that they have. They support one another greatly. They never try to, uh, they never try to throw any um, sort of gambling passes unless it's for a scoring chance. So they rarely give it up. They, they enter, I don't know what their percentage of entries with, with Connor carrying the puck or Leon, but, uh, they, they they enter at a high percentage rate and they don't turn the puck over and and it's hard for the penalty killing team you know they, they 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 you know they they they, they don't want to attack them because they don't want to get out of position so they have to be a little more passive and eventually they're 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 going to get a good shot option and they now with Bouchard hammering the puck the way he did uh, Tyson Berry was a very good power play quarterback for the Oilers but he didn't quite have the shot that Bouchard has. And now that's another option that, that's just, you know, taking them to another level.
0: You know, the other thing for me, and we we, we watched a pretty good power play all season long in Toronto, but it's, it's the ability for me that I see the Oilers of, of disguising and, you know, much like anything else, if you have a tell, uh, you, you give an opportunity to your opponent to read it and maybe get a jump on it, whether you're a goaltender or someone that's going to block a shot. But they're so... They're so good at uh, uh, disguising their next move, or their next pass, or the next shot.
2: Yeah, no question. I mean, you got you got Dreisaitl and and uh, Connor McDavid. You know, two of the best players in the world. And then and then you you know it's a step down. It's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who's a who's a darn good player in his own right. And then you got Zach Hyman, who's a perfect net front guy who gives good screens. Can play the bumper, you know, can bang in a, a rebound, uh, and then now Bouchard on the point. It's, uh, I mean, it's 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 a devastating group, no doubt, and they they they've obviously, you know, they're. I mean, I, I doubt we'll ever see these kind of numbers again. I mean, they're just they're really at a at a level where they've they've got total comfort with one another, and they're they're playing with house money now, you know, they. They go in and and there's there's not much pressure on them to have to. I mean, they could go zero and twenty and still have maybe one of the best power plays in the history of the NHL in the in the playoffs. So, uh, not that they want to, you know, not not that they're going to do that or anything, but they're they're just really got a lot of mojo right now, and it's fun to watch.
3: Kevin, I uh, I think you know my dad is Bob Bourne played on the Islanders teams back in the day, and. Um... You know, we were talking about this Leafs team that we're watching all the time. And he said, you know, one thing it reminded him of with the superstars is that when all Al, Al Arbor wanted to do when their team played the the Oilers was beat the hell out of Gretzky. He said that was the only thing he cared about our team doing um, when they would get in those finals and trying to make life hard on the superstars. I wonder if over your time with the Oilers, you have experienced seeing all stars like Gretzky or whoever struggling a little bit in the playoffs, maybe some media backlash. Like it's, it feels like it happens to a lot of the great players. It gets harder and maybe they don't produce the same rate at first before breaking through. What, what are your thoughts on, you know, these guys kind of going through that process here in Toronto?
2: Well, first of all, your dad was a great player. He was a big part of that, that those championship teams and, and, uh, I know all too well. It takes it certainly takes the stars, but it takes players like your dad to win four cups in, in, in four years. Um, nice. and, and he's he's right. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, the, the good teams uh, in the playoffs target the stars, and uh, you know it all has to be done within the the rules of the game. But that there's much more attention. Uh, put on the stars and um, you know they got to learn to suck it up they got to learn to to play a little heavier hockey they got to learn to to uh, you know even seen Leon a few times in the playoffs dry saddle he's he's retaliated you know and 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 that's the worst thing you can do as a star hmm. is because then, then the other team knows they have you so uh, I saw it happen a lot to Wayne I mean I saw it happen to Wayne as a teammate and then I saw it happened to Wayne as an opponent when as a was chasing them all over the ice when he played for the Kings and we played for the Oilers, but uh, you know, it never, the, the great players find a way at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is the Stanley cup. And uh, you know, they've really got to keep that in mind when they play and just, I mean, I was, you know, listen, I'm not cheering for the Leafs, but I was happy to see them win last night. I was happy to see Marner score a goal. They're great players. And, and, they're they're learning on the fly and 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 you know uh, I, I I hope that they can have success. I'd love to see an all Canadian final.
0: Oh, there's a few people under this roof that'll probably. It <laughs> go over well here. Yeah, it would go okay <laughs> here as well, Losey. Um Speaking of the Leafs, uh, we were talking being down three nothing and then having that extra day to maybe just recuperate a little bit more and, and come up with a uh, you know maybe a, another day of. Uh, thinking about what needs to change going into game four i kind of related it a little bit to our stanley cup final when we were up 3-1 and then found ourselves 3-3 and we had the extra day off um, and what it meant to maybe even a guy like you
2: well it, it meant a lot to me because i was 35 years old and <laughs> just playing we were playing in our second game seven in back-to-back series yeah it made all the difference in the world and and I, I think it'll be helpful with the Leafs, no question. Give them time to, you know, digest the win and, and not, you know, and and forget about it and get rest up and rested up. I mean, uh, you know, I believe they're the better team. You know, God bless the, the Panthers. They're playing lights out. But um, I, 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 I'd, I'd put big money on the Leafs winning tomorrow night. And I think that the, the extra day off will help them.
3: Last one for me, just want to get your thoughts on Leon. You mentioned him retaliating, but um, just a guy who rises up in the playoffs, statistically up there with some of the greats in terms of points in his first however many playoff games. Um, Have you seen, how do you compare what he does in the playoffs to some of the great playoff players of your own playing days?
2: Wow, it's, yeah, what numbers he has. You know, he's only second behind Gretzky, just ahead of Ariel Lemieux. And if, if there's anything you can be proud of is performing in the playoffs. And uh I mean he's doing it so unbelievably. You know, he's a big strong guy, he's a fiery guy. And um you know, I think the knock on players the, the bigger players I think of Frank Mahoeg and you know big big stars in the past that sometimes in the regular season would be you know the the fans would get on him a little bit about not maybe looking like they're not giving it their all, but, uh, uh, and I'm not suggesting that Leon does that, but, you know, sometimes he, he seems to be a little disinterested in a regular season game, but mm-hmm. I, he certainly knows playoffs. I know he wants to win a cup bad. And, uh, I mean, the numbers are uh, just, I mean, they're ridiculous, but, uh, I really hope, uh, I hope these guys, I know they're going to come out tomorrow night in, in, in Vegas and, and, uh, it's going to be a great game, but I, I, I think they're the better team, and I think they should go on to the semifinals.
0: One more for me, Losey, before we let you go. Um, and, you know, Hockey Night in Canada does a terrific job when it comes to, uh, you know, Maple Leaf Square and the Oilers watch party where they constantly go out and they, you, you see these massive crowds. And I'm just wondering what, what that scene would mean to you and and if you ever envision seeing something like that maybe 25 years ago and what it means to the the community
2: it, it's so fantastic for the community i mean the game of hockey you know as canadians we're we're so blessed to have it as as a sport that that the country's fond of i mean playoffs are always so exciting i remember as a kid you know sitting in the basement watching the montreal Canadiens and the boston bruins and uh, couldn't wait to go out and play a little street street hockey after the game, and and now um, you know watching it. I think you know even though we didn't have the big watch parties outside the building, you know I recall Kip we we'd land at four o'clock in the morning from some U.S. city, and there'd be a thousand fans at the airport cheering us on. You know as um, you know Edmonton's always of course everybody knows about the Leafs world and the and and their loyal fans and it's it's no different uh, out here in Edmonton. It's really good to see. It's it's growing the game, you know, when you get, uh, not all the people, unfortunately, could can afford to go to the games or, or get a ticket because the demand's so high, but at least when they're around the building and they're feeling a part of it uh, in amongst a, a group at a fun time of the year, it's, uh, it's really good for the game.
0: Well, hopefully we can see a few more between now and, uh, I don't know, mid-June. How's that? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I... Fingers crossed. That would be great. It's time. We need to bring the cup back to Canada.
0: All right, Lozy, You did it uh, six times or five times anyways in Edmonton. Thank goodness for one south of the border with me. Yeah,
3: you appreciate that one. <laughs> I appreciate that one too. Kevin Lowe, thanks for doing this, pal. Okay, guys. Good chat you.
0: Thanks so much. You too. Oh, my God. He played the game so hard. And he's a little string bean too. Eh? Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
3: I, you know, I, I blame my mother for my gentle, polite upbringing. I feel like I could have had a little more hardship in my, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> could have used a little more edge in my own hockey game. Oh. And I'm not
0: overly exaggerating on the Petrangelo slash and some of the things that you know, yeah. 20 years ago you got away oh, yeah. with.
3: I mean, yeah, there's one referee on the ice, and yeah. then it was like it meant you would have to deal with the repercussions in a fiercer way, I think, physically.
0: You'd be fine with a one-game suspension. No, no, I mean more. Yeah. Oh gosh, nah. I yeah, you're not losing Petroangelo uh, for a potential. Uh,
3: but see, series that loss
0: is the argument why
3: he shouldn't be suspended. Is that Vegas really needs him? But you can't do that. You can't skate the distance across the ice. Put your stick over your head and slash yeah. the second yeah, best player on earth in well, the you, wrist.
0: You can, and it'll cost you a game.
3: It to me that is like. We can't allow that as a league. As much as yeah. I don't want to see Vegas, I want a fair series if, with two amazing Western Conference teams with the best when, players in it. When I but watch, you
0: can't do that. When I watch what I've watched already in that series, it also factors in yeah. for me. Well, then and, blame the league or the refs yes, for letting no, no, it no, get no. there. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's on them. And push came to shove last night, and they're gonna calm it down. They're taking. Two very important people out of each lineup for one game. And they say, now we're going to regain control. You watch the next game. You watch the stuff that guys will not. I I expect a a fairly penalty-filled first period, if not first half of the game, against Edmonton and Vegas. Jess, for the league and the officials to send a message is that we've had enough with this. Okay, Evander Kane taking runs at the end of the game and and uh, cross-checking up around the the head yeah. area, that's enough. This,
3: to me, is like you got jaywalking and assault with a deadly weapon and going, both guys got penalized. You know, we gave them both penalties. They're both going to stop doing it. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, no,
1: you got pe- to – Like, you know, Petrangelo isn't really that guy.
0: His wires is just – Oh, listen crossed. to me. They've been all do you know, over Do you it, know man. how much he's been run at? That's what I mean. He's right? Cross checked Finally,
1: he just short circuited. He earned like, that man. one. Like, he should deserve to get to do it. Because he's like,
0: I'm going to get hurt here. No yeah. one's protecting me here. Yeah. I'm taking matters in my own hands. I've had enough. Yeah. That's what happened to him. Yeah. And I will say, Petrangelo is an intelligent guy.
3: He didn't pick some 12th forward to give a chop to. He saw his opportunity, the best player on Edmonton in the playoffs so far this postseason,
0: you know, whatever, quibble with McDavid. They get free shots on me. I'm one of the best players on Vegas. I'm going after their best player. And to
3: me as a league, it's just like you think of how the NBA protects its stars or, you know, quarterbacks, NFL, you can't even touch the quarterback. That's why he's
0: only going to get one game is because... That's
3: protecting Leon Dreisaitl?
0: No, not Leon. They're they're also uh, apologizing to Alex for letting it get that far. I'll hear that. I'll hear that. That's yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And if we did a better job of of pulling the reins in in this series... We know you wouldn't have had to do that. You know which was the bad one to me is Kane, with like a
3: second left in a period. That was horrible. Running in at Petrangelo, like it's not no message sending. Right, they're not going to go play hockey the other way. It's just going in to be a yep. you know.
0: So can be, the, you can't allow that. Yeah, and I agree with you. Under normal circumstances, it's a bad job. November, December, February. That's two games all day long, maybe three. But uh, that's two or here, three playoff games to me. One. Darnell won. I, I thought two. I I think he's going to get two games okay. for that. Yeah. I, I'll i be surprised.
3: Yeah. The Nurse one
0: is I'd like really to get strange. it before we go off the air. You think we will? No, I don't well, think so. they put close to puck drop. I don't know. Uh, they had a, a late flight home, mm. Sammy, so I don't know what time uh, to, they were able to, to do To Lowe's
3: it. point, like the force is not there in the Petrangelo one. Like he's giving him a little, little one. It's not like he's like.
0: Listen, he. Full of rage. He, uh, but, well, he's full of he, rage. He, he he breaks Leon's wrist. He's done for the series.
3: Yeah, if that. Yeah, right. Yeah. probably Angel was done for the series, and if, that's the thing. If is, Leon like would have been should... done for
0: the series, then
1: all day long, you you don't get to play either. I, I think I I think I'm okay with playing the results on this one because you know it's yes the intent there. You get you get one game for the intent, and then if it's bad, you know with the results,
0: Listen, I, I've seen baseball swings where a guy's completely missed a guy, and you're like. Well, you know,
3: you should still get penalized just because the guy sucks at baseball <laughs> about, doesn't mean he shouldn't how, how be penalized. About, yeah. yeah, just
0: because you go over one at the plate <laughs> yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean that uh, it's not suspendable. Yeah, so
3: I, I'll just say that I, if it's less than two games, I think the NFL draw or NFL, the NHL dropped the ball. I, I just you just can't allow your league to have guys getting chopped like that. Huh. Although we are Hi getting ya. a guy called Bundy on next, <laughs> I don't think it's for polite play so we'll get his take on it
0: you speak of course of chris Terrion, former flyer defenseman he played the game hard too uh i'm going to discuss with him momentarily about uh keith jones coming in to now save the philadelphia flyers all right let's bring him in chris Terrion, bundy snow the goalie a flyer podcast and his book is called road to redemption and also uh, i mentioned earlier in the show bundy uh bundy com. people that struggle with drug and alcohol addiction a great way for them to reach out to you and i want to get into all of that so thanks thanks for joining us
7: thank you nick yeah thank you guys for having me on yeah yeah jonesy the savior and that's uh you know it's kind of like what what Flew out of left field, and it, it seemed to kind of break yesterday, guys. And a lot of, there was a lot of rumors flying throughout the day, but people that want to try to keep a secret in Philadelphia. Uh, it's it's not easily done. It's just it's one of those big small towns, and, and things fly. But uh, you know what? Again, as I look at Jonesy, guys coming in, on this like I'm thrilled. Uh, as you know, Kipper too. There's guys that you know. I think at the end of what I said is when you're done with hockey, you know, when you're done playing, and your personality, you tend to either go one way to the broadcasting side or to management. And I think that's a lot dictated by your own personality of who you are as a player. Uh, and I think Jonesy got in there. But the thing that I'm excited about, and it's a job that I've, I've shared with him, we've worked together on the air, I've done radio as well, traveled for many years. You know, you meet everybody in the business. You meet every agent, you meet every GM, every other president. You know every single player in the league and have an understanding of the game and, 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 and talent gauging. So from that standpoint, I'm really, really excited because people that think, oh, they're just taking a color guy and doing this. There's been a lot of guys that have done it and had success. Dale Talon, uh, John Davidson's gone in and made a splash for some years, and some years he didn't. But, um, again, there's, there's, uh, there's a method to this. Uh, and also this is, a, as I've said to you guys through a couple of years, um, this is a unique sports town. It's a unique market, and it needs a face. And I don't think for the last seven or eight years there's been a face to this at all. It certainly wasn't, uh, it was not Chuck Fletcher uh, and the team, um, and it became torts a little bit more this year, but they needed a top, um, you know, a a top compilation of guys to come in here and restructure things. And and I believe that Jonesy uh, is as good or better than almost anybody else that could have interviewed for that job. And, uh, uh, you know, I want people to know that, that there's a very intelligent hockey person in there but there's a very serious person as well beyond, uh, you know, the person that would be on the morning show here in Philadelphia or can, you know, wail out jokes as well as anybody. There's a serious person in there, and, and I'm excited about the future here.
3: So, Bundy, what is the job? You know, like, what does it consist of? How much hockey is involved? How much is, is community-centric?
7: What's that role look like? You know what? It's, that's an unbelievably good question. Someone asked me that last week. And from where I'm sitting, my answer was I said three things. And I did. It was last about seven days ago. I said, yeah. it's winning, winning, and more winning. That's it. If I'm the president of a hockey team, my job is to find out and to keep an eye on everybody below me to make sure that there's Ws on the board and as many as possible through the year so you have a successful playoff run. Whether, they have, whether there's baby kissing involved, I have no idea if that's what they want. If there's a more of a community relations, I understand there's a part of that. Yes, for even with the hockey upside of this, I do believe that the, the hockey side needs to make some amends as well with this hockey with, with the fans in this city. So I think from a standpoint, they have a face to it. Um, but I do I do believe there's still a lot of work left to do between the Flyers fans and and uh, the hockey team and the organization. And I thought there was a much better bridge last year, but this certainly now with uh, you know some more uh, stuff in concrete with Briere now having the interim tag off him and then Jonesy coming in. Um, I think it'll, it'll, it'll give people a good understanding now that that is the face. That's the guy who has to answer to a lot of things. But in terms of what that job description looks like, I don't know how they look at it, but I look at it as a job to, to make sure that this team is, is heading in the north direction and winning is, is, is the only theme to that team.
0: Usually, though uh bundy when we see someone step into a president of hockey ops uh it's at the top and then you get to work your way down you get to pick your general manager you get to pick your coach that's not the case with briere already there that's not the case with tortorella there are there some to suggest that uh the only way you take this job is if if you listen to us and you have to keep these guys or is there a real sense that uh the tag comes with the authority now to reassess uh, these guys in a year or a year and a half and, uh, and have the power that usually comes with the job.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And, and I, again, listen, I mean, they needed a figurehead. I really do believe they needed someone that fans could look at and relate to in a sense and have somebody to answer for it. They had Dave Scott before, Dave was not a sports guy. He was a business guy. And, and he tried to work his way in as a hockey guy. Fred Snyder, no matter who you're putting on here,
0: who Sammy, I think in terms of you want to reconnect, Sammy?
7: The future, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of weird stuff that went on in that hiring, uh, uh you know, running the main team for several years, which became more prevalent. Three years,
0: Sammy, <laughs> we good? <laughs> All right, we're <laughs> gonna reconnect. With uh, Chris Terry as we talk about uh, the recent hiring of Keith Jones to the Philadelphia Flyers, I, I listen. I mean, I've known Keith a long time, uh, and he's he's a pro mm-hmm. in everything that he does. I have no doubt in my mind he's he's going to do a great job there. Um, but it is quite interesting that Tortorella is already entrenched there, and he wasn't going anywhere. And Daniel Briere had the interim that they they've now list uh, lifted, uh, but as far as uh a guy that can get uh a beat on what that organization needs yeah keith jones all day long mm mm-hmm.
3: yes yeah, it's, it's it, i agree it's interesting you know to have people recognizable as philadelphia flyers running the philadelphia flyers i think the community can connect with that right like that has value and we've had keith on the show a number of times and he's always impressed me by his thoughtfulness you know i think sometimes think guys think of like anyone who played a physical heavy role in the nhl is you know, maybe not putting in the time to really think things through. He's a very intelligent guy. So, you know, l- lack of experience may be a criticism, but I certainly wouldn't put it past him to do a great job. Smart man.
0: Yeah, and there is a there is a different feel. And, you know, the one thing is abundantly clear, too, is that the the league needs a healthy Philadelphia Flyer. That market is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. And a great sports town is the Eagles and the Phillies and – uh, 76ers have proven, but they, they need their flyers going, and they have not had it uh, in, in quite a while right now, and it's it's not healthy for the league. I'm, I'd be curious to know what the relationship with
3: Briere and Tortorella is like. You know, like Briere seems like such a soft spoken guy. All right,
0: we got Bundy. All right, uh, sorry about right, that.
7: Guys. Great self. Great, not my fault. Great cell service here in the Newcom, New South,
0: <laughs> No, No worries. You want to pick up where you left off or where do you want to go?
7: Yeah, no, I just, just, I just wanted to say, guys, like I, I really like it. It's an out-of-the-box out kind of signing. But, again, Jonesy's been here a long time. I loved him as a teammate. We broadcasted together and traveled for 15 years. So I've been close to Keith. But I, I do believe you guys know me well enough. Even if you're a friend and I thought they put you in there and you weren't equipped to do it, I probably would say so. I, I love it. I'm proud of Jonesy. He's really worked his way from a lot of levels up to where he's gotten and um I think he's going to be a great face for this team.
0: Let me ask you Bundy, if you are Keith Jones for for 2 minutes, wh- where do you go first? Do you go community first getting reengaged with the fan base, the season ticket holders? Do you go to Daniel Brière with uh, a major signing? Where do the f- where does Keith Jones go first? <laughs>
7: Yeah, I, I assess what's left over from the Fletcher regime. That's the first thing I'm probably doing, like seeing what's in the office. It, it goes back even to Hextall and before that. So you have to look because there's been a, there's been a pattern of a lot of losing here in a, a short period of time going back to the lockout. So you have to do assessments with Danny. The second thing I do, guys, because this is a big market, you need to make a splash trade. They need to come in here and do something for the fans to show them that they're serious. And, and that, to me, that's it. Community, there's a lot of good people in the area that can handle community relations in the process. Um, but you know what? Yes, they, they need. I believe there was a re-engagement last year between the, the fans. The business side, guys, last year was amazing. The building was great every single night. And I, I was happy to go down, happy to cheer for the team, bring my kids down some nights. It was a really good experience. Uh, now it's important for the, the fans to understand. This is the biggest thing for me. The fans don't yet believe this team can win. And they've been losing so long that in a lot of ways uh, the emotion has left them. What they need to do is to believe again. And I think that in a sense is what Jonesy is going to have to try to do. That will be the mastery of it is have the fans believe that this is heading in the right direction and that someday soon we will have something proud here in Philly to cheer for again.
3: I'd be curious to know what the dynamic is like now. So Breer's the GM and Tortorella's kind of the guy, right? He's been there. He's the the head coach and uh, I guess a, He's a strong personality. Is their relationship good? Should we expect any changes there in the years ahead? Or is this something these three guys, there's going to be a synergy with Jones and Briere and Tortorella?
7: Well, I think everybody right now is probably singing Kumbaya by a campfire. But, (laughs) you know, I've been around long enough to know that that doesn't always (laughs) last. But uh, you know, I, I, yeah, that's what it is now. I'm sure there's a lot of love going around, and let's go do it. But yeah, they got a lot of work to do here, and they know that. You know, I've, I've spoke to Danny at length. Uh, you know, we, we got, we got work to do. They got to make a lot of players. I mean, you had the head coach, you know, saying last year like there needs to be a lot of subtraction here. So you know, that's been kind of laid out by the head coach at the end of the year, and and certainly Danny evaluating where their team is and and getting younger, and then uh, you know getting you know the other thing too, guys is. You know, you want to be able to, in a couple years, which is a big part of it, be able to get free agents. It's not like there's just a free agent automatically you get them. This isn't 1998 anymore, where everybody wanted to come to Philadelphia. So you have to have a team that's good enough and capable enough to be able to recruit free agents that are going to be able to turn your team in the right direction. And that, I'm telling you, there's a lot of trickery and a lot of mastery that's involved with this. And and I wish him luck. It's going to be, be, he's got a heck of a job ahead of him. But there's a lot of intricacies that need to be handled uh, with this team, with the community, and the product on the ice. And until that's done, the the fans are going to continue demanding excellence uh, because they've had a lot of it. They've had a lot of good years. I know there's no cup back to 75, but there's been a lot of successful Philadelphia Flyer eras since then and uh, it's, it's a staple in this community, and it has to remain like that. We cannot have years uh, like we had the last two or three. That's It's not sustainable, uh, and it's not what Philadelphia Flyers fans have been accustomed to dealing with, uh, nor should they.
0: They have been accustomed to having faces of franchises from the start with Bobby Clark to uh, even, even my era with uh, guys like Tim Kerr, uh, uh, yep. Poulin, uh, Brian Propp, Mark Howe to Eric Lindros, right now, does that guy exist in, in the system at all? Can someone step up? Morgan Frost, uh, you know, uh, Scott Lachlan, is it, or do they, is it on the outside? Does Jones, Keith Jones and Briere have to go find him?
7: There, well, then, then again, and I think that guy is found in the draft. Like, that, that guy right now might be 16 years old. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just don't know. And, and, you know, again, like, they're, they're picking seventh. I think that would be another good thing. Can you how, how can you get up in the draft? How can you climb up and maybe make a thing to get the fans there? But I don't know. Scotty Lawton's a great player. But, I mean, realistically, on a Stanley Cup-winning team, he's a third-line player, you know, a checker. If that's, if that's where you're going. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things. I like Morgan Frost a lot. Like, I, I have. I've been actually a champion for him and, and said they should just leave him alone and let him play. And I thought he had a great finish last year. There are young guys here. But in terms of that one person, that one marketable face, that is your, the face of your player franchise, I don't think it exists here yet.
0: All right, pal. Well, listen, uh, just tell us about BundyRecovery.com. I'd, I'd like to to hear about it. Yeah.
7: So I was, I was uh, you know, one of the things I do is get people into treatment. You know, I talk to them. It's either mental health, addiction, alcohol, drugs. Um, and what I do is I, I people would try to, I said, Rob, reach out to me, get me on Facebook. And I finally said, you know what, let me put up BundyRecovery.com. And this way, there's an app, there's a sheet there. You can fill it in. If you want to talk, if anything on your mind, if you're, if you're struggling, we'll get you placed. I don't care if you're lo- located in Montana uh, or in South Florida or in Edmonton. We'll be able to handle that for you. And uh, it's just a way to get people uh, the help they need when they're, they're struggling. And certainly to get back on their feet after a battle with addiction is some of the hardest things to do. So I appreciate you guys Let me talk about it. That's right.
3: awesome. Impressive stuff. You know, I know we've talked about it before, but that was the first question I had when I wanted to get help is just, what does that mean? Where do you go? Who do you talk to? Good, good to give people a first step where that's, that's great stuff, man. Chris Terrian. Thank thanks
7: thanks so for much, joining guys. us, pal. Always a pleasure guys. Thanks. And sorry for the breakup on the no, phone. No, no problem. Bad.
0: Snow the goalie, okay, a so much. podcast. And he also has road to redemption on top of uh, the great work he's now doing with BundyRecovery.com. Awesome. Um, guys. yeah, fa- Huh? Um, I was
1: told while I walked in the break into the newsroom here, and uh, Luke, my boy Luke, new hire at Sportsnet 590 The Fan. What's up, Luke? He had did some investigative journalism on <laughs> what Paul Maurice may have been talking about with the movie. Oh. We got the movie uh, answer. So, And then uh, producer of Fan Drive Time, evening host as well here, Mike Gentilly, just texted me. said there's a little compilation in the system that we might want to play <sighs> that could give a little credence to what Paul and Maurice might have been talking about. You guys ready? Very much so. Okay, here we go. You saw in the last round what happens when a team doesn't take advantage of their chances.
5: And and when you're saying that, I'm thinking of Will Ferrell. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That basketball movie when he's got, yeah. I get Well, that's exactly how I felt.
2: We can't have anyone freak out out
3: there, okay? We've got to keep (laughs) our composure. We've got too far. Okay, okay, okay. I did right. know that was from uh, semi-pro. I no, it know. wasn't. It that's wasn't. not from semi-pro.
1: It was from, it was from um, old, old school. school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I so, that's but, what like, I thought, actually. But they're, like, in a locker room. Right. So, like, old hockey guy, you know, got a mixed up.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. it is. Well, well, shut up, Luke. See, that he got a it. lot
0: funnier.
1: It did. Now it makes sense. We got to keep our composure.
0: <laughs> that's where if he's going to mention it in a post-game conference, he should have that ready. The PR department should have that ready to play.
1: That's what he. I the basketball movie. It's easy. It's in a locker room. Got to keep her composure. It's very. It's right. That's correct. There you you go. He's he's talking about Dewey in my mind. No, he's not. This is.
3: This is like when like parents of my Titanic. generation called every new uh, gaming system Nintendo. It's just all the same thing. It's all one Nintendos. movie. Nintendos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you playing your Nintendo? It's an Xbox, Mom. You Got it's the Nintendos story. going.
0: <laughs> it's Atari. Atari. <laughs> oh okay? It's playing Pong. And that's after you you threw away the Commodore 64. <laughs> couple of, Couple of gaps in technology here. Okay, wow. can we just say, like... Um, We're thankful for the, for the Coopers and the Paul Maurice's to keep I, us uh, engaged like we've that. We've been very fortunate through two rounds. I what mean, else what, was he going to do all day other than research Paul Maurice's well, movie? I mean, who, Luke? Yeah. He's a busy guy. He's oh, doing please. all He's doing social. Oh, twiddling he's, his thumbs. He's editing
1: audio. He's doing everything for Stop us.
0: Stop it. He's <laughs> looking up information on movies. Luke Swann, he's the type of guy that keeps his place afloat. Okay? If Paul Maurice does not reference another movie Friday night, I will be very disappointed.
3: Yeah, it's mandatory. We should have Luke Fox grill him about what so, movie was tonight like after the <laughs> lose for the second <laughs> night in a row. second game in
0: a row. If
1: you were to compare tonight yeah. yes. to another Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yes. I can't
3: imagine a, a, a question that would get you in more trouble than yes. that. Hey, Ma!
0: We get some the only question out. is now who... Who references the Titanic at the oh, end of the series? Oh, my God. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Carolina
1: and uh, New yeah, Jersey? Yeah, I, I got thoughts. If, if the tree falls in the woods, does anyone hear it?
0: Right.
3: One of played four games and nothing's been within three goals
0: so I, far. Can we get a match? The game's over before it starts. I know.
3: Well, that's usually it's like, okay, kids in bed, turn this on. It's 8 o'clock and, yeah, game's over. Great. Thanks, guys. Can you give us a game tonight? That's my request. We'd like
1: a game. That would be very fun. Blue Jays aren't playing tonight. Some good NBA tonight too. I'm gonna have
0: a big. Deal. Not uh, much Blue Jays talk State Last night, last night. Hey, what? not much Blue Jay talk amongst us. What, uh, the they're, 21 and 16. they're bullpen. What, what are we seeing out of the Jays this year? Bad pen. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, it's killing them in a lot of games.
1: Really, not trustworthy. The bats a little, maybe not much as much offensive depth as we thought originally. They're, they're, they're flawed, but they're still in it. I'm buried in
3: the Leafs' weeds, guys. I'm watching it. I'm writing about it. I am I try my best to watch the I'm not the consuming as much. It's tough right with now. With the Leafs doing yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Playing no hockey
0: fires, in Fires at your kid's school you're putting out. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Literally imported that.
0: my mother from Western Canada to help. Where does that fall into how busy you are?
3: I would say that's a significant element of my life right now.
0: <laughs> All right. Just like that. The show is over. Get your rest, Sammy. More pessimistic uh, approach tomorrow. He believes. Okay? He Beliefs. believes. If the Leafs are going to extend this series, you got to stop believing, Sam. That's the word on the street. Ah. Our thanks you to Gord believe- Stelick, Kevin Lowe, Chris Bundy-Terry, and back tomorrow. Do it all over again. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.
7: Real Kipper and Bourne.